0: Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience, desiring to act honorably in all things. I urge you the most, the more earnestly to do this in order that I may be restored to you the sooner. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, Church. What a privilege to be here again, and I'm um, very, very happy because today is the is the first Sunday that we are going to translate directly to Spanish for people who is here and that they just speak Spanish. So we are blessed. to to have this new equipment, and we are blessed to have Jocelyn. She is sitting upstairs, listening to the sermon and translating at the same time. So pray for her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, this is your word, and you gave it for our edification. You gave it for our training. You gave it for our correction. You gave it to understand the way of salvation, which is through Jesus. By your Spirit, we pray that you will make your work to do all these things for all of us present in this place. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. One more sermon and we finish the letter to the Hebrews. We we started in January, I think, the 8th this year, and then we are just having one more passage, and we are going to finish the complete book of Hebrews. I debated a lot about how to name this sermon. For a moment, I was tempted to call it Let Us Be Thankful in Worship, Part 3. But, but I decided not to call it because it's too much, I think. But this is a continuation of what Paul is inviting the church. Oh, no, Paul, no, the writer of Hebrews is inviting this church, this church to show thankfulness to God and to show worship to God. And that's how he ends the chapter 12. So this is a continuation. The verses that we are using this morning or reading this morning are a continuation of being being thankful in worship. And then, after reading the first lines of verse, the first line of verse 17, which says, Obey your leaders and submit to them It crossed my mind to name this sermon a sermon I never wanted to preach, part two, following my brother John Newton's sermon back in the summer. So as you can see, I have been struggling to name this sermon. And not only that, but I have been struggling with what to say in this sermon, because obedience and submission are strong words. It seems that are strong words. And all kinds of images comes, come to our mind, minds when we hear these words, especially regarding obedience and submission to leadership in the church. Some of us, including myself, have had negative experiences with church leaders. Some of us have seen abuse of power in the leadership of the church. So this presents us here the first challenge of this passage. The challenge is to consider What the Word of God says about obedience and submission, despite our different experiences. The second challenge with these words, obedience and submission, is for me. How to preach this verse? as a church leader, and not be seen as a self-serving. What a challenge, don't you think? But soon, I came to realization, to the realization that just because these words are strong words, are difficult words, and because these words are coming at the end of the letter to the Hebrews, that doesn't mean this is less important than the rest of the letter. And furthermore, it didn't take long for me to realize that this Bible verse speaks more to the church leaders than the church itself. The emphasis, so to speak, is on the leaders then the church itself leaders have conditional authority, and the church obedience depends on the two conditional expressed after the command to obey and to submit. First, if you hear, if you read with me Hebrews chapter thirteen verse seventeen, the first part it says. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. The first conditional is that your obedience, your submission responds to your leader's sacrificial and loving care. Let me repeat that. The first conditional is that your obedience, your submission responds to your leader's sacrificial and loving care. It says, obey your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you. The phrase watch over refers to someone who works as a watchman, on the city walls. This watchman is responsible for the well-being of the citizens. He watches who enters into the city and who leaves the city. He also attends to problems within the town. His job, however, is not to control or to rule over the people. The watchmen are not there to enjoy the sun with a piña colada or to enjoy the view and take pictures of the sunset to later post it on your profile or on your Facebook or on your Instagram. The watchmen are on the city walls for safety to observe carefully, to advise of any dangers, and also to announce good news from afar. That was the responsibility of the watchman. But that is a great responsibility. Yes, of course, it is a privilege. But it is a big sacrifice as well. Don't you think? When everybody is enjoying time with their family around the warm fire inside their houses, the watchmen are out in the cold, in the darkness. When everybody is sleeping, the watchmen are awake. When everybody is enjoying life, the watchmen are in their posts protecting them. Similarly, when the leaders do their job with sacrificial and loving care, it is effortless to obey them and to submit. When people see, sees what the watchman is doing day and night, it's easy for them to say, okay, I need to follow, I need to obey, and I need to submit to what they are doing or what they are seeing or what they are saying. In Ezekiel 33, verse 6, God spoke against the watchmen who fail to sound the alarm when enemies approach and against the shepherds. Then in chapter 33, those shepherds who do not protect the the flock from predators. If you go with me to Ezekiel chapter 33, Verse 6, Ezekiel is after Lamentations in the Old Testament, chapter 33, verse 6. And look what, is the, 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 what God is telling to the watchman. Verse 6 says, But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not Blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any one of them that is taking away in his iniquity, but his blood, look how serious this is for the watchman, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Is going to be on his hands the responsibility. So you see, this verse is most sovereign, is most humbling, not for the church, but for the leaders of the church. And if we go to the New Testament, in the New Testament. First Peter, verse, uh, chapter 5, in verse 1 to 3, say it in another way. But it is the same. So if you go with me to First Peter, chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, then it says there, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ as well, as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight or watching over, as we saw in Hebrews exercising oversight not under comp- compulsion but willingly as God would have you not for shameful gain but eagerly not domineering over those in your charge but being examples to the flock so then you see obedience and submission are a result of a loving and sacrificial care from the leaders of the church. But look the second conditional on obeying and submitting to the leaders. If we go back to Hebrews chapter 13 and the second part of verse 17 says obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. The second conditional is that your obedience, your submission respond to your leader's accountability to God. As those who will have, as those who will have to give account. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be here (laughs) saying this this morning. That is a big responsibility. Those leaders who are chosen biblically know that one day they will be accountable before God. A pastor once said, I would prefer to be accountable to the congregation and not accountable for the congregation. And he is right. It is much harder to be accountable to a holy God than to fellow humans. But the bar is raised high here. The leaders are responsible for the church before God. Again, that gives me a sovereign humility. And I do not doubt that this is the reason why the writer of Hebrews in the next verse is asking for prayers. Look at verse 18, Hebrews 13, 18. After what he is saying, I am asking for prayers. It says, pray for us for we are sure that we have a clear conscience. Those who are in leadership, they need to be sure that they have a clear conscience. Pray for us. And says, desiring to act honorably in all things. You see, the, the bar is very high. Pray for us because every decision the leaders make, every sermon the leaders preach, every word of counseling, every rebuke, every exhortation, everything the leadership does will be held accountable not to man but to God. Then, he's saying at the end of his letter, pray for us. Please, pray for us. Whenever a leader meets with you or gives a word of advice from God's word, there must be fear and tremble in the leadership because they will be accountable before God God will ask those in leadership position how did you take care of the brothers and sisters I put at first congregational how did you teach them my word how did you love them and care for them how did you provide for them Did you serve them? Did you watch over them during the night and during the day? Did you point them to grace? Did you point them to forgiveness? Did you point them point them to repentance? God is going to ask the leaders about all these things. And at the end of the verse 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls and those who will have to be, as those who will have to give an account. And the next part says, Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. For that would be of no advantage to you. Now that we have realized that obedience, obedience and submission are not based on a demand from the leadership, but the result of a sacrificial service and love and in full accountability before God, now it's easy to understand that obedience and submission are a response from God's people to those who labor, to those who work among them. It's interesting how he closes these passages. Obey them. Submit to them so that their work will be a joy. Not a burden. For that will be of no advantage to you. In other words, the church members have the potential to make their leaders glad or to make them groan. This is my third year as a leading pastor at this church and it's only by God's grace and I know that I have a lot to learn about pastoring and about you as well. But this church desire to be obedient to Christ and faithful to God's Word has been my joy. My joy is not only your encouraging words at the door when you leave the church. My joy is seeing the Word of God alive in you and hearing that you are sharing, sharing the gospel in your workplace and in your universities if you are a student there. It has been my joy being here as your pastor. We know it has it, 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 it not has been easy. If you remember coming, the first year being a pastor, the pandemic, (laughs) right? And finding ways how we together, we were going to move forward. But it has been my joy working with all of you, navigating through those waters and it's a lot of things it is for sure that a lot of things a lot of more things are coming our ways but together i am sure that god will give us the grace to be faithful to his word and to continue working for the expansion of his kingdom At the end, we see a beautiful picture in this passage. There are two effects when leaders serve the body of Christ with sacrificial love. And there is an effect when the church submits to the leaders. First, the church is edified, as we see there is in the church advantage. The church is edified. And the second is that the leaders continue to do their job joyfully. Both things work together. Not for our own glory, but for the glory of God. Peter was saying, not being the Lord in the church as Christ did not was forcing anybody to follow him but serve them. Jesus Christ is the example for leaders and is the example for the church. Jesus Christ was the example of sacrificial love and Jesus Christ was the example of obedience and submission as well to the will of the Father to come here to earth and to die for our sins. That was the task that God gave his son and he was obedient and he was faithful so you see in Jesus we have both things together submission and obedience and as well as sacrificial love that moves us to follow him and that is the encouragement that the writer of Hebrews is giving us at the end of his letter Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you, Lord, for this sovereign exhortation that you are giving us here to submit ourselves. To be obedient as Jesus was obedient. To follow you, Jesus, as you were the one who sacrificed everything in order to give us salvation. Help us, Lord, to recognize that it is in you that we are able to do these things. we pray that you will fill our hearts with the mind of Jesus. We didn't take into consideration his position as God, but he came humble in obedience to this earth. And then, God the Father exalted him, exalted him, and now he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Thank you, Lord, for this example of sacrificial love for all of us. It is easy to follow you, Jesus. Jesus. It is easy to say that we love you because you loved us first. And we are grateful for that. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Now, we are coming to the Lord's table. And listen to the inviting words of the Lord himself, saying, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And listen to the Apostle Paul when he was saying, The saying is trustworthy and the serving of full acceptance that Christ came into the world to save sinners. and finally here the apostle john when he says when he says but if anyone does sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous